check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 63. So we are rounding the corner of another school year. Um, we have just a couple weeks left, really about 18 days of school left in a, in a year that has been... Um, just challenging. I don't know how else to put it. You know, when I think about how we started, um, well, go, going back to last year and how we finished out last year and then how we started this year, um, to know that we are at the end of a school year that had many, um, more downs probably than ups, I will say, um, to, to look at the folks that, I work with on a regular basis and to see how they are handling um, the adversity, whether it be in the classroom or in their own personal lives um, or in our district, uh, I could not be more proud of just the perseverance. You know, one of the things about being a middle school principal is you're working with People who um, are going through things just like any job, right? But the difference about being an educator compared to whatever, I mean, most other jobs is that you are also trying to help others navigate this world at an age at which is probably the most important time in a young person's life or, or in our lives in general. I believe, you know, we have quite a bit of development and growth that goes on early on. And then when you hit puberty and you hit middle school age, that is like transformative and really is you lay the foundation for the rest of your life in middle school. The decisions that you make at this moment at middle school age are the things that really kind of make you who you are later in life. Yeah, we can change and grow and and be different, but truly what a teacher's role is at the middle school level, and I would say at any level, is just to help a child see the world more clearly. You know, not to try and change someone's mind or to alter a belief, but instead to offer up perspectives that maybe others had not seen. So I'm going to talk about two things probably today, and, and this is another one of those different kind of episodes. I might just be on a rant, um, but I feel it necessary for my own self-preservation in a sense. Like, you know, we always talk about mental wellness and health, and I think the best way for us to handle difficult situations is to talk about them. And sometimes it's just, I might be talking into a microphone, but I do feel like getting some thoughts out there does help me process. So I want to play a little bit of something for you here in just a second. It is a clip from um, our Rockwood School Board meeting last night. And If you haven't noticed or haven't been paying attention, um, Rockwood has been in the news recently for a couple different things. 
And um, I'm not going to get into all the different things that might be happening, but, you know, we are in flux in the sense that we um, are hiring a new interim superintendent. Dr. Mark Miles has um, given us his resignation and will be retiring at the end of this school year. And so we are hiring um, a new interim. So that was one piece that was dealt with last night at the board meeting, but also um, this idea that uh, what are we teaching in our curriculum to our kids? And so um, it's really kind of blown up quite a bit on social media and then in local news. And I think we even made the daily show and so the national spotlight as well. Um, and I kind of want to localize it a little bit in the sense that I want us to hear from the people who are helping us navigate this situation. So you'll hear board president, Jamie Bays, and uh, the other members of the cabinet on the board talk a little bit about what we need to do as we move forward. So here's a clip from last night's meeting. Now I'd like to read a statement on behalf of the Board of Education. We would like to begin with a sincere thank you to our teachers, administrators, and support staff for continuing to love, nurture, and educate our children despite the noise and challenges of the 2020-21 school year. We want you to know that we support you and appreciate all that you do for our students. This year, our district and our staff have been the subject of sometimes hateful and certainly hurtful social media posts, emails, and voicemails. This is not acceptable. Harassment in any form is not acceptable. Racism in any form is not acceptable. It is an embarrassment and it does not reflect who we are as a district. We call on all stakeholders, parents, community members, staff, and students to stop spreading hate and shame. Help us build our beloved community where everyone belongs and feels safe. We implore you to think about what you say, what you post, what you write in an email. Listen to understand and consider the perspectives of others. Form a positive relationship with your child's teacher and administrator in a supportive and gracious manner. Develop trust so that you can have respectful conversations when you have a concern or a question related to your child's education. We want to be very clear. The Rockwood School District is not teaching critical race theory. We are committed to providing an equitable, welcoming, and safe learning environment for all students as outlined in the way forward. We value and embrace diversity and want our students to consider various perspectives. Engaging in respectful conversations about how people think and view things differently is what helps develop students as critical thinkers and problem solvers. When we developed the way forward, you told us that you wanted students to think globally, learn to be problem solvers, collaborate with others, and engage thoughtfully and respectfully. As adults, we should be modeling those behaviors for our students. We have four weeks remaining in the school year. Let's fill these weeks with positive celebrations for our students and our staff achievements. 
so much to celebrate this year, despite the pandemic, and we want to focus on our students and staff as we move forward. While we do not have all the answers, we are confident that if we act with grace, love, compassion, and empathy, and listen with open hearts and minds, we can make positive change throughout our schools and communities. In 2019, we signed a proclamation pertaining to anti-bullying in support of our anti-bullying program in Rockwood. 2020, we signed a resolution acknowledging and affirming our dedication and commitment to universal equity, opportunity, and access in the Rockwood School District. Believe that the district's work can only be realized by ensuring that teachers, administrators, support staff, students, parents, and community members organize in unity to collectively continue to implement the district's mission. Amy Bates. Immediate. I'm done. Skinner. Randall Miller. Laura Lee Mondel. Amy Romberg. So I share this with you because I find it so important for us to recognize the moment that we are in and the reasons why folks like myself have become educators. And I'm sure that you could go and ask this same question. Why did you become an educator? And, and most would probably tell you that there was someone in their life that made them want to become a teacher, right? Um, I can tell you that aside from just someone wanting to, or someone uh, helping me, think through the idea of becoming a teacher, you know, like somebody modeled it for me and, and, and me wanting to, to be like that person. As I grew into adulthood, what I recognized was what I really wanted to do was to be someone who could help us create better citizens in our world. Because the people who came before me did just that. Now, I grew up in the Parkway School District, but I had a varied career. Parkway, St. Joe's in Manchester, CBC, uh, Parkway South, ended up in Naperville. So I was all over the place. But I can tell you, especially those early years, the formative years, when I was um, in, you know, elementary school, those were the times in which the folks that were my teachers, they were guides. You know, outside of my family and my mother and father, they were ones that helped me understand right from wrong. They helped me understand how to make good choices. Um, I, I can honestly say that not every teacher was perfect. I mean, we're human beings for one, so we're going to make mistakes, but one of the things that has to happen in this world is for us to recognize the importance of educators in a society. You know, we do not pay teachers what they are worth. And whether it be a charter school or a public school or a private school, I just wish there was a way for us to recognize the importance as a society 
for the teacher to be paid more equitably in the sense that the job skills and training that I have as a manager of people are something that I could easily translate to other places in the business world and probably make quite a bit more money. But I chose, just like many others, to come into this profession because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to be someone who others could look up to and that maybe I could help guide to make good choices in life so that they could become good, productive citizens in our world. Because one of the things that we all have to realize is that those that come after us are the ones who are going to run us, right? Our kids and their kids are going to be the ones to be taking care of us. How well have we taken care of those who came before us, right? So I have so many different ways that I would want to go in this conversation. I just really wanted to take a moment today to say, you know, the profession of educating young people is probably the most rewarding career anyone could ever take on. And with that being said, it is also probably one of the most emotional and mentally taxing careers that someone can work through. Because what people don't realize is that when kids are growing and maturing, they stumble and they have obstacles and they have to learn how to work through situations. And we have to be able to, as adults, give them grace and keep their dignity intact along the way, help kids understand different points of view so that they can understand why someone maybe acts the way they act or says what they say. And so we can understand each other better and become a more complete or whole society. You know, I am so completely thankful for the opportunity to be the principal of a middle school like Selvage. And for those who may listen to this and, and, and don't know what this place is about, we are about 640 kids or so, and we have quite a dynamic population, whether we're talking socioeconomic or race. It is dynamic, and I am so absolutely thankful for the differences that are brought to the table. Because when I go into the lunchroom and I see kids of all different places coming together and sitting together and having fun together and learning from each other, it is one of the most um, moving experiences, you know, to watch young people grow and learn from each other when they come from completely different places. And right now, you know, I don't want to get all political and, and talk about, you know, critical race theory, because that's not anywhere in our curriculum. 
you know, but yet that is something that has been talked about in social media. And what I want to talk about is all the good that we have done this school year. Because if you look at the way this school year ran, we have outperformed most districts and most schools in the area when it comes to getting kids back in the classroom and getting things back to learning. You know, one of the things that we might not realize is our teachers have been teaching concurrently, which means they are having to have kids right in front of them in person, like the normal traditional way, while at the same time getting on a camera with sound and a microphone and welcoming kids from home into their classroom, the physical classroom. So think about how that is for someone to try and keep a kid on Zoom engaged throughout while also paying attention and doing behavior management and and engagement with the kids that are right in front of you. You know, I've heard so many teachers say, I'm not doing a good job. I feel like I'm, I'm less than what I should be. And I am just amazed at what they're able to do. Because I would love to see someone come in and try this and see what it's like. Because it's not easy. Not by any stretch. So in September, our district was able to get kids back into the classroom at the elementary level. So we had a few weeks, a few weeks, where all of our district was virtual to start the school year. And man, at the beginning of the school year, you would have thought that things, the sky was falling. That, that decision really, for some, was very difficult. And let's be real, it was difficult for everybody. You know, teachers don't want to have to necessarily teach virtually. They like to be on the human side of things and being away from a screen and seeing a kid's eyes light up and their laughter come through when there's something that they've discovered or learned from the day's lesson. You know, but we had elementary folks who right away brought kids back into the classroom and had to teach kids concurrently. So that was September. And in October, our middle school and high school students came back. So we have had five days of schooling for the majority of the time in which we have been in school. Not many other districts can say that. You know, while kids were here, they also had the opportunity, basically, especially at the middle school, to kind of come back and forth in a sense. Because maybe people started feeling more comfortable and they had originally chosen to stay home, but now they wanted to come back to school. And we welcomed them with open arms. And you talk about a logistical nightmare trying to make sure your contact tracing on top of uh, making your classroom more accessible for the kids so that you're still keeping them distanced as much as possible. You know, our teachers need to be thanked profusely for the job that they did. 
and to see what we have seen on social media about how people are reacting to things that we are doing. It's just despicable. And it's not the world in which I want to raise my children in, who are Rockwood students. Have a child at Geggy, have a child, two, two kids at, at Marquette. Our kids have grown up in the Rockwood School District, and I am proud of the education that they have gotten. But now is the time for us to start to really talk about things and recognize that we're all in this together. So we all need to understand that if we want to under we, if we want to know what the other side is thinking or talking about, quit arguing. Quit making a spectacle out of something that needs to be talked about succinctly. And please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Because that's how we educate each other when we ask questions and we're willing to listen. Mike's off. Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together. <laughs>